Yeah, I wasn't sure if you, you know, wanted to sleep in or not, so. And why not? The movie podcast and the nerds who haunt themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and I love movies, which is lucky because each episode I'm joined by a guest to talk about a movie they love and see where the conversation takes us from there. Whether you're a regular listener or just dropping by for this episode, welcome to the show and thank you for giving us a listen. I hope you enjoyed the film talk and, as always, and if you feel like doing so, you can keep the conversation going in the comments on our socials, in the Am I Not group on Facebook, or wherever you see this episode posted. As we're in the early episodes of 2024, I'm going to do a shout out at the top of the episode to say that if you enjoy the show and would like to support it, you can do so by liking or subscribing wherever you get your podcasts, or if you're feeling super generous, we'd be grateful of a rating or review if you have a second or two to spare. This podcast is 100% free to listen to and always will be. I don't have a Patreon, I don't have ads in the pod, and I'll never ask you for money. So any support you can offer in spreading the word is huge, thank you. As it's February, we're using the month to celebrate the Time Loop movie. And we're continuing as Tom Stewart returns to the pod to take things in a slasherish direction with the 2017 horror comedy Happy Death Day. And now with an advance warning on spoilers and all that introduction stuff out of the way, let's roll the trailer and head into the time flute vortex. Oh, hey, you're up. Am I in a dorm room? Yeah, I folded your pants for you. Great. Dude, did you hit that old what? Are you sneaky little biatch? Maybe you should switch to water next time. Super helpful. Don't be late to party tonight. Okay, bye. Bye. Tree, happy birthday. You scared me. Yeah. Look, I know this isn't going to make any sense. Stop global warming. I feel like I'm losing my mind. You sneaky little biash. Happy birthday. I've already lived through this day. Somebody's going to kill me tonight. So you can hear now. Is everything okay? Shut up! Shut up! Assuming that I believe any of this is even possible. Sprinklers. Car alarm. The way I see it, you have unlimited amount of lives. Unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? You want to live to see tomorrow, right? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Pretty much the entire school knows. These are signs of major trauma. You should be dead. You relive the same day over and over again. Kind of start to see who you really are. I did it! Woo! All units, we've got a 187. 
Tom, how are you? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. How are you? I am not too bad. I'm still stuck in this time loop. Now it's getting a bit murderous. <laughs> not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm still stuck in this time loop, but now it's getting a bit murderous. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, do you ever I'm get deja vu? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I get it all the time. It means somebody's thinking about you while they masturbate. <laughs> get it like five times a day. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I forgot how funny this movie is, yeah. man. Honestly. But, all right, so yeah, quickly. So obviously, if anybody wasn't paying attention when they clicked on this episode, we're talking about Happy Death Day. So a little bit of information about the film. So directed by Christopher Landon, written by Scott Lobdell. Hope I said that right. I apologize if I didn't. And starring the only two names on the poster, Jessica Roth and uh, Israel Broussard. Um, and it's also got Ruby Modine, Rachel Matthews, and Fivu, I'm guessing, is Ryan, the roommate. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Released in cinemas on the 13th of October 2017 in the US and the 20th of October 2017 in the UK. Grossed 125 million dollars worldwide on an estimated budget of four million eight hundred thousand dollars. That's according to IMDb. Um obviously because of when the film came out, there's no Roderick review, there's no Barry Norman review. I couldn't even find an Empire magazine review. I could yeah. find one for the sequel, but not for the original one. Um, but on the Komodo Mayo BBC Radio 5 live film programme, Mark Komodo gave the film a positive review, describing it as a fun popcorn movie. Um, I think he described it as Groundhog Slays. <laughs> um, I'll oh, put the on, full man. review in the bonus features section on the Horton Does website when the episode comes out. Um, but yeah, I mean, generally, this film was positively received and made a lot of money on that budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Um just just a kind of upfront thing as well. I've not seen the sequel. Okay. Um, have you seen the sequel? I have, yeah. Okay. Um, I know that it underperformed and that's why it didn't get a third one or something like that, which is a shame because I've heard that it's 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 pretty decent. Yeah, I really um, like the sequel as well. Yeah, and that is totally different from this. Yeah, it, it wouldn't fall in time loops. It'll uh, multiverse. Although there is still the time loop element. Yeah, but it sort of spreads into a multiverse kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we we will potentially get to that at some point. But yeah, so yeah. when did you first see this film? Was it a cinema job or a catching it randomly on TV? No, um, it wasn't a cinema job, and it wasn't catching it randomly on TV. A friend of mine had been to see it in the cinema and told me because he was he was had one of those um, unlimited cards, and he's going to the cinema a lot. And I think it was one of those like surprise screenings or something like that, possibly. Um, and he'd told me about it. And I remember saying at the time, like, ah, I'm just not into those like time loop film things at all. And just totally knocking it off entirely, being like, yeah. And then I kept hearing it coming up in like different um, conversations. Like people were speaking about it that I knew. Um, and it kept coming up in like certain podcasts and stuff. People would just mention the title. And I kept putting it off. And then I kept seeing it in um, Tesco. Uh, it was always in Tesco on offer at like a fiver. Um, and eventually it was like, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll watch it. I think it was on, I want to say like Amazon or something like that. Like It was either Amazon or Netflix. I thought, like, I'll just, I'll give it a go. Um, this was maybe like a year later or something like that after it had come out. 
and it was it was fantastic. Like <laughs> I absolutely loved it. Now, admittedly, I didn't actually buy it until recently. I should have just got it in Tesco, but it was one of them where you think, oh god, just pick it up at like a later date or whatever, and then Tesco stops selling DVDs. And it's like, oh god. Um and it was do you know do you know how hard it was to, to find this? It was ridiculous. And it's not streaming anywhere anymore either. No, it pops it, up on film four occasionally, but otherwise, yeah, it's not it's not anywhere. Um so I got an HMV for a fiver. Uh, it's currently on sale in HMV for a fiver. Uh, the Blu-ray is eight quid or something like that. But I couldn't even get it in like CEX or anything. Like I asked them um what I was like, how many are there in the company sort of thing? And he went through it and was like, no, there's not a lot. I'm like, seriously? He's like, there's one in Perth. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's one of those films that's like, it's come along, it's impressed a kind of, I think it's impressed like a weed sort of cult following, that kind of Blumhouse grouping or whatever. And then it's just buggered off yeah. and disappeared. And I think that's now sort of enhanced the cult status behind it. So it's a fairly new a new a newer cult film in that sense, but it has. It's already garnered that kind of thing just with how limited it is to be able to get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um but yeah it was it was um it it was really through word of mouth. It was a lot of people talking about it and not actually hearing anything about it. Even my pal that told me about it just told me it was it he he'd described it to me as like a a slasher loop um film and then said I'm not going to tell you anything else because I think you'll like it and I just <laughs> kept putting it off and just being like ah, okay mate <laughs> um, but yeah it was yeah it was well worth it to finally actually get it but like I say I think it was just shown randomly at one time on Amazon or or Netflix or something at that time for you know that very brief like three month window or something you know yeah i'm like you when it came out i wasn't fussed on it i wasn't big into horror and i wasn't into the blumhouse thing because it was mostly like sinister insidious stuff involving kids which just turns me off in horror and i didn't really like horror at the time it was all over the top gore nastiness that sort of thing and i genuinely thought oh it's just going to be in that camp Mm -hmm. um but i saw people talking about it and how good it was and then i saw I watched Freaky and really enjoyed Freaky, the uh, one he did with Vince Vaughn and yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant Man's Daughter. I've, I still haven't, I still haven't watched that, but honestly, every time I see a trailer for it, I'm like, oh god, I want to watch that movie. Yeah, I caught it when it was on Sky Movies, I think. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that, and then I watched We Have a Ghost last year, mm-hmm. the film we did on Netflix. Really enjoyed that, and then. Happy Death Day was on Film Four, and I thought, fuck it, I'm just going to tape it and I'm going to watch it. Um, because my eldest was getting into horror then, so I'd watch like Ready or Not, and was on a little bit of a mini horror kick. I watched Ready yeah. or Not because it was the guys doing the screen films, and I was like, "Well, that's the film that got on the job," kind of thing. I'll check that yep. out. Yeah, and then yeah, watched that, and I loved it straight away. I loved it. It was it was like one of the funniest comedies I've seen in a long time for one, mm-hmm. let alone as a horror film. Um, and then I was like, I really want to watch the second one, but it wasn't on any, again, it wasn't on any streamings thing. It yeah. wasn't coming up on telly anytime soon. I'm not paying like four quid to rent it. Yeah. So I just bought it on Blu-ray and I thought, fuck it, I really like the first one. I'm going to buy that at the same time. And uh, yeah, bought them both on Blu-ray in the end. And yeah, 
I love it. It's one of my favorite films. And it's not really a scary film. It's it's a no. slasher of sorts, but it's not. That's not the big element of it. Um, no, it's 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 funny because it'll put people off um, because it's you know Happy Death Day. Like people will get put off seeing the knife and the mask and stuff like that. And I, I think at the start as well, hearing all like the suspenseful music and all that kind of stuff, you'd you'd be lulled into the sense of thinking it's a like a a, a slasher jump scare thing, but it's not. There's not once in it where you really actually go, oh, you know, not at all. No, the and only it's... bit that's kind of creepy and done really nicely is that first bit in the tunnel. Yes, where you've got yeah. the music box playing in the middle of the tunnel. That's mm-hmm. just a really nice bit. But I get the feeling this film knows what it is. Yep, and sort of what it's, for want of a better term, taking the Mickey out a bit like the screen film, but not. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it, it's it, it's aware of the world it's in, kind of thing. Yeah, it it's got like big homages to stuff like that as well, and it yeah. without without being blatant ripoffs as well, which I quite yeah. liked. And um, you wouldn't you wouldn't really be able to tell they were homages, to be fair, but. You know that whole starting bit with the tunnel and everything, with the like the traffic cones and all that kind of stuff. It just that makes me think of that daft bit and scary movie as well, yeah. where it's like pick away, you know. Oh. Um, and it's just it's little things like that. It's it's it, there's like little sort of nuance bits throughout it where you kind of go like, oh that that's like such and such, you know. Um, even with the car and stuff like that, it just made me think of uh, Scream Two and all this kind of stuff, you know. Um, well, it's not just that as well. It's like that lovely bit towards the end where it's her and Carter sat either side of the cupcake. It's yes. like a sixteen candles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's lo- there's loads. And I didn't call that the first time. It was when I watched it this time. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because you're taking everything else in on the first view, and you sometimes miss the most obvious stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I will say off the bat as well, those two in the lead. Why are they not in more stuff? They're I don't both know. so good in it. He's really good as that John Cusacky sort of mm-hmm. awkward romantic leading man kind of thing. She's great throughout. Yes, throughout the whole thing. The, the her whole the way she acts out the the development of the character and everything. She plays a bitch really well as well. Um, like that typical sorority girl or whatever. Um, but she plays sweet really well as as well. She plays badass. You know, like she she she. Uh, that was a true test of acting, I thought, throughout that whole thing, because she really covered all emotions, all gambits, like everything. Um, she was able to be silly, funny, um, scary, uh, really gritty, like everything. You know what I mean? Like she really covers the the whole board. And yet, you're right, you don't see a lot of them. But I also think that's what made this film so good was the fact that the cast isn't a big cast yeah there's nobody in it where you're going oh it's so-and-so not once there's not once i was going in it like oh it's so-and-so and the only thing was her dad looks a bit like michael moriarty who was in the first few seasons of law and order (laughs) yeah but only slightly (laughs) and like pedal rider and i was like but he can't be because he's too young but there's like he's got that michael moriarty look at him and he was the only one i was like what have i seen this guy in it's like nothing Nothing, yeah, exactly, and that's that's exactly what I was thinking with um oh I can't remember his name, but the the the, the main guy, um he oh god what was he I've I've uh, forgotten his name Carter's his character Carter name. Carter thank you um I I had Connor in my head for some reason I was like no it's not Connor 
Um, but the, like I was looking at Carter and being like, I I recognize him from something. No, I don't. I've never seen him in anything. I was going through it all and going through all his credits. So like I've never seen any of these things. I think he just kind of looks like somebody else. Um, and I almost had a He's mistaken. He's got a bit of a Jack Quaid thing about him. Yes, it was very the, much so. It, from the from the screen reboot. Yes, yeah. that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly who I was. That's who I got him mixed up with in my head. Um, because it had been a wee while since I'd seen it again. When I went and got the DVD and was going to do the refresher. I was originally thinking, ah, oh, shit, is it Jack Quaid? Because I'm not a massive fan. And I was kind of like, oh, no, I don't know if I can... I don't know if it was him or not. And then I looked to the back of the DVD case and went, no, it's not him, it's fine. <laughs> it's quite good in that it's got those people that you're sort of like, I've definitely seen them in something, and you haven't, but they kind of just remind you of somebody else. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like Tree reminds me of somebody else, but I've not been able to put my finger on who she reminds me of. But now I'm so enamored with her as an actress hey I, I almost i i almost think she looks like a young catherine ryan in a way yeah, i can see that which is odd like i was watching it being like oh my god it's like catherine ryan um and she kind of plays it that way as well like the way she sounds and acts and stuff like at the start of it i almost got like a catherine ryan vibe off of it and i was like i wonder if she did like because there's some lines and stuff the way she delivers it. I was like, I wonder if she watched like a lot of female stand-ups to get a lot of some of the humor and stuff. Because it's the way it's done, you know, it's the yeah. it's the way her body moves and stuff as well. I think more of like a stand-up as opposed to like you know, an an actor or scream queen or something like that. You know, it's just it's just some of the movement she has. It's like when she's getting up and she's like sore with the stomach and stuff. It actually looks more like a like an act, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a like a, a as opposed to anything. And um which is great. I think that's really that's really natural. Like it it works, it it looks really natural. Um yeah, because there and, is kind of a Looney Tunes cartoony element to this film, and I think she yeah. plays that just right, not to the point where you're like, Jesus, that was over the top, but just enough that you're kind of like, it's just a cart live action cartoon kind of thing. Yep. Like when she gets stabbed in the stomach at one point and then looks up and goes like, ah, oh, shit, and then just kind of like falls down. <laughs> I love that. Um, like getting it's... the head, hitting the head with a baseball bat and hitting the pillow, but like she actually goes like, like yeah. wobbling, her whole head wobbling. Um, just great, but it it totally made it like because you're then not searching, you're not being like you're not then comparing any of them. You're not looking at them being like, oh, well, it's not as good as their performance in such and such or whatever. Like, ah, they've, they're kind of phoning this one in or whatever. You know, it's not like you're suddenly being like, oh, there's The Rock in the background or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, you know, it's nothing like that. It's, I, I love when films come out and it's just like casts of actors that you, you didn't really know yeah. at all. And you don't really see a lot of them um, and that's no, that's nothing on them. Like they're still great actors, and obviously, the you know they now have this staple point film that I, I really enjoy. You really enjoy. A lot of people really enjoy. Um, it's not denigrating their acting in any way, shape, or form. It's just that you know they just clearly don't have a lot of stuff um, that's out there. You know they've just they're up and comers more than anything. This is yeah. still fairly new. They're still young actors. They've got a lot to go. So you could end up seeing a lot of them in years to come. It's just we well, haven't seen much of them yet. Well that's it, because you think about it, prior to this, the two big I know there were others, but the two big time loop movies were Groundhog Day 
and Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. Bill Murray and Tom Cruise. Yes. Which, regardless of your feelings of them as people, are two charming motherfucking screen presents. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think you get much more movie star than Tom Cruise. Again, whether you like <laughs> the man or not, you can't deny that he's a fucking movie star. Yep. To the point where you're like, well, who would you cast if replacing him in Mission Impossible? It's like, Jesus, who's got that Tom Cruisiness about him? <laughs> kind of thing. So you need that sort of actor to stop it from being boring because it you can <laughs> we've all seen TV shows where they've done time loop episodes, yep, and they've not worked because just I couldn't give a fuck about any of these people. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you just get bored in a forty-five minute thing. So to carry that for an hour and a half with an uncharismatic lead mm-hmm. would be a killer. So to find somebody that good who isn't a Bill Murray, a Tom Cruise. Yep. Fuck it, even like, you know, somebody from a CW show or something that you've got yeah. that familiarity with. Yeah, exactly. It's a really they, impressive thing. I mean, they, they could have quite as easily, like you said about uh, CW there, they could have quite as easily cast, I can't remember her name, but the, the girl who played like um, Black Canary or whatever in some of yeah. those like Arrow shows or whatever, um, they could have quite easily cast her, and everybody would go, "Oh, that's her from, you know, Legends of Tomorrow or whatever the hell it's called." Or, you know, it'd be like them, and and and, and the lead guy is like a, a Stephen Amell or whatever. Yeah. You know, he's just playing like a dorky version of Stephen Amell or whatever, and you would have that familiarity. But these guys, you know, they've not done thousands of episodes of a TV show. They've not done huge blockbusters. They've done what they want to do, and they've got their fans, obviously, but. You know they're they're just putting in a solid job on a on a film, and it shows. You know what I mean? It's an hour and a half. It's a good script. They've acted that out perfectly, um, start start to finish. It's it's absolutely fantastic, and I I, I honestly I just love it because there's then there's no distraction. Like you say, it's not like you're going like, oh, it's Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and that's the big distraction. It's 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 Tom Cruise. You know, um, it's just. So I, even I, like to a lesser extent, like you know, oh, it's Frank Grillo from that boss level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just find that stuff sometimes can be really distracting, yeah. really distracting. So then, when you've got somebody who's not like that, it, your your focus is solely on the film. It's it's solely on just the whole set piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not you're not looking at it doing any sort of comparison or anything, or getting starstruck by the person that's come on the screen. You're literally just focused on what's happening you know what i mean um yeah. which I, they've I love done the idea of putting it into a slasher movie for want of a better term like I say the slasher element isn't a big element but for you know want of a better expression it is a slasher movie it doesn't, it doesn't focus on that slash stuff mm-hmm. um, the thing where she's the montage of her working out who the killer is yeah <laughs> eliminating suspects <laughs> and then getting murdered yeah, it's like when she spots that he's gay, he's watching gay porn. And she's like, oh, and then she turns around, she gets taken out. <laughs> I love it. I love that bit as well because it's um, she just mouths it all. You don't actually see see her. You don't actually hear her saying it. So she like looks over, like sees him wait to get ready to masturbate over, and then she's like, oh god. And then she looks in the window, and he puts it down and walks out of the room and sees the gay porn. You just see it from inside the window, and her just, you know, like there's no noise. Like, like everything fits all. Of yeah, and when she when she's lowered herself down, she actually mouths, "He's gay." Which <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. Um, and then, like you say, she turns around, and that's when she gets like 
she she gets the knife to the stomach and sort yeah. of looks up like oh come on and then sort of falls over and it's that's a good thing as well she does she never actually there's never any point when she says stuff like that she never does it like oh come on or anything she, it's just all in her expressions um and it was just it's fascinating man like to be able to get all that across like just on the facial expression i mean that's her job don't get me wrong that's just an actor but um it's a damn good one like an amazing amazing one um and funny as hell like some of the comedy timing with them was unbelievable between the two of them as well yeah. they had some they had some some incredible on-screen chemistry but they had to repeat that bedroom scene over and over again and make it either impactful on like a frustrating level for her and he has to play that up as well and, and enhance it or make it funny yeah. And the two of them really had to work in that room um to go to go anywhere. If that initial thing of those two in that room didn't work, the whole movie falls apart. Yeah. And those two from the minute go, even with her being a total bitch to him when she walks out um and just treating him like crap, even from that, like the the subtle little bits between the two of them, it just it worked down to a T, and it just all hinges on that, um, those two, um, yeah. and it's it's funny because that was actually I'd read somewhere that that was actually an afterthought as well, like the romance, they were actually just going to do a straight up like, um, slasher, you know, repeats day in day out, and then they added the romance later, and I'm like. God, they added one of the most key elements, like as an afterthought. You know what I mean? If the if they hadn't had that and they just had her waking up some random place on her own, yeah. I don't know if it would have played the same at all. No, especially as it feels so nicely organically part of it as well. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel obviously the driving thing of Groundhog Day is him changing who he is to become the man she would want, kind of thing. Um, which, you know, elements of that are problematic. I don't think so much with the main Andy McDowell thing. We've discussed it in the Roundwood Day episode anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> and to a certain degree with Palm Springs, there's that element of it as well. But with this, it just organically feels like they grow to they grow a connection and she oh, changes yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. because of her rather than she changes because of him. Yes, I think he's she... an influence on it, but... Please stop staring at me like I took a dump on your mom's head. I'm sorry. I just trying to wrap my brain around this. How's that going for you? Assuming that I believe any of this is even remotely possible, there has to be a reason you're stuck in this day. Okay, out of all the days of your life, what makes this day special? What gives this day meaning? Nothing. It's your birthday? Yeah. Hello? No, oh, birthdays are just excuses to like eat cake and open presents. There's no real meaning behind no, a birthday. No, it's symbolic, okay? Whoever's killing you knows it's your birthday. Yeah. All right, look. Give me a list of names of everybody who knows it's your birthday and whoever's trying to kill you. Well, thanks to my sorority, pretty much the entire school knows it's my birthday. God, they're throwing me this stupid surprise party tonight. I mean, it literally could be anyone. I mean, who has motive? Okay, maybe it's Danielle. Hmm? Apparently I made out with some guy she liked right in front of her last night. Oh. 
Must have been before we met. Busy night. Okay, mister, I'm gonna take this drunk girl home and take advantage of her, don't judge. For the record, I didn't take advantage of you last night, okay? I slept on Ryan's bed. So, we didn't have... No, you were wasted last night. You know, I was afraid you were gonna fall or choke on your own vomit like Janice Joplin. She changes because she finds out more information about what's happening around her. She observes the world better. And it is almost, it's almost a lesson in that thing of like, you know, don't just go jumping into things. Don't be so like it is like a don't be so selfish sort of thing. And it is her, her just growing personally. Um, but nothing, nothing else changes, ex except her sort of yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Like a lot of those other films, I feel like other things change around them, even though the day is repeating they have an adverse effect, like Edge of Tomorrow especially, uh, when I think about that. Like, when he does certain things, like elements of that world kind of change and adapt kind of thing, um, and depend like depending on what he does. Whereas with her, I don't know, the day always just stays the same. Yeah. Like, throughout, and it's her that changes. It shows her personal development. And I also, like, thinking about that as well, like, it's it's a female, you know. It's a yeah. it's a, it's it, it it we shouldn't um let down on that. The fact that it, you know it's a female led film and yeah. it's it's a thousand times as interesting as it would have been if it was a male. You know what I mean? Um, well, yeah, that's it. Again, we discuss it in the Palm Springs episode, but that shifts from focusing on Andy Sambo to focusing on her in that film <laughs> as well, which is a nice touch. So you sort of go from somebody who's apathetic about being in it to somebody who wants to get out. Yeah, and a different perspective on this, but yeah, like you say, this is a female-centered one, and yeah, she's just so good. And like you say, her journey from being a bitch to the sixteen candles esque ending, yeah, and the fact that there is a murder mystery in the middle of it as well. Mm -hmm. I like how they lay the breadcrumbs for the red heron that is tombs. Yes, the only thing that really frustrates me is when she sees it on the news and then it flashes back to the police officer in the hallway. Well, I didn't need that flashback. I'd worked it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was, there was, I, there was. I like, also get it that there was probably a studio note of like, you better flashback to it just in case. Yeah, there, there was a couple of just little things like that. I could honestly, I couldn't say say them off the top of my head, but we'll probably mention them like that. That kind of bugged me. Um, part of me also wonders how much of that was a deliberate sort of riff on those. You know, moments. Yeah, there, there's also the added thing as well of like you add that in, and everybody just that then kind of cements it to you of being like, oh, students. You know what I mean like you showing the cop in the hallway. Your your mind's already went there, but it is kind of like it's almost like cementing it, um, to additionally throw you yeah. off entirely you know what i mean it's like well her heads went there we're all going there 100 percent. that is what it is and then you know he's dead and <laughs> she still repeats the same thing <laughs> honestly when i first watched that i was thinking like what a great ending like that is amazing and then it started again i was like Oh my god! Like I was as frustrated as she was. <laughs> Especially you don't actually see her eat the cupcake. Yeah, I know. So you don't know how she died 
in that mm-hmm. one. She puts it together herself, so you find that out with her kind of thing. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I love I absolutely love that. It was such a good a good way to do it. But it's funny. Um as nice as as nice as that um that first ending sort of was in that sense, and she had that whole heart to heart with her dad and all that kind of stuff at the at the restaurant and all that kind of shit. And um I was actually still thinking at the same point, like she just shot him um and he died as opposed to actually spending his life in prison like he's meant to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and he was only let out because of her, like because of Laurie. Um so if she just gets taken out at the very start, then he still spends his life in prison. You know what I mean? Like that's that is what it is. The right person goes down and then she can make all her like amends and stuff after that. So I was I was frustrated at the start being like, oh, but that was such a perfect way because she got the revenge with the, the girl and stuff like that, you know, the, the milk over the head and all that jazz. And I was thinking, like, that was actually really good. But it, I don't know. It, it's still, I, I still think it, 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 it ultimately played out really well. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's funny though, it might get answered with um, the sequel, but I mean, I don't know why she was repeating the day over and over again. Yeah, it's it is explored in the sequel. Yeah, I I could imagine because um the same the same friend had had been to see it and said it's um the next one's not a horror it's more of like a sci-fi and I was like and straight away I jumped to oh, oh that's going to explain why she's yeah. repeating. Um so but it's funny because when you think about it like watching this if there hadn't been a sequel there is a part of you that's going like yeah, but why was she repeating the day over and over again? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I quite like the not knowing. I like that there is an explanation as well, and I won't yeah, say yeah, anything yeah. about it and how it connects. And that it is very good how they do it. It's very satisfying in the sequel. It's not. It doesn't feel like one of those. A couple of years later, they did a low budget straight to yeah. DVD job. Yeah, yeah, and tried to tie it in, kind of thing. Um, sort of quickly as you mentioned it, the scene with her dad. Hmm. That could have. I think she plays that really, really nicely. I think the music is a bit. Is the bit of that that's a bit saccharine and. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's very... again. I wonder with that how much of that is them leaning into it. Mm-hmm. So her performance is great. So they lean into it with the music. Yeah, because again, that's something that could easily be played badly and with that music. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, is a, it is a satire or, or like. Yeah. I, so they they do have to kind of lean into that. I that's the way I kind of took it. I didn't see it as as um, sort of pole faced, but I, I don't know. It was kind of if <laughs> it, it worked well, it still struck a chord with me. Yeah. <laughs> I still sat going like, oh, um, it but was it's great. Still... And the guy playing her dad's great as well. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. If, there is no, I think I, I, our, our friend John has said it many a time. There's no small parts in this yeah. at all. Um, even the douchey doctor is great. Oh, incredible. I um, love the way you have the blackout and then he suddenly appears behind Carter. Yeah. Like, Who are you? Like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> and I love just like his fragile ego on that. Because um, have you seen the alternate ending? Yes. Yeah. 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 With, with his wife. With his wife. Yeah. Um, Which I, I like, I watched it and was like, oh, and then went. Yeah, I'm glad they kept the originals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I am as well. Um, but yeah, I think he, he's... I mean, he's 
it, again, it's that cliche student sleeping with the doctor, teacher yeah. kind of scumbaggy thing. Um, but I do love his fragile ego. Um, mm-hmm. I like that this film does the things like on the second day, she doesn't go through the tunnel. She's like, no, yes. fuck this, and she goes back home. Yep. And, there's um, there's there's loads of bits like that. In, the third in this day, thing. she barricades herself in her room. Unfortunately, she just barricaded herself in with them. Um, yeah. She she um she really uh she really learns really fast. Yeah. Um, which is what I quite liked about it was that you know, well, a lot of these films as well, there's there's always that thing of like the when they're learning, they're in the loop. And it just goes on and on. Like you're talking like a good like five, six times before they learn that they're in a time loop. Where she learn she starts to realise from like the second go round. Yeah. She's like, I'm sh- like I'm positive I've done this before. And then as soon as it's into the third, she's like, Right, one hundred percent I'm repeating the same day over and over again. So they're just they're they're quick. And you know, it was an hour and a half. It was an hour and a half film, so they had to do that. Yeah. Um which just I t- I kid you not, mate. There was fifty percent put onto that film already because it was an hour and a half. <laughs> the minute it was like one hour and thirty minutes, I'm like, yes, <laughs> this film was already halfway there of being the oh, best. Yeah, it could ever. have easily been a two-hour epic that you'd just yeah. like, fuck me. Yep, yep. Uh, actually, that's what I meant to ask as well. Is the sequel an hour and a half as well, or is that longer? I think it's the same length. I might be yes. wrong, but. <laughs> I can even take an hour and 45. That's not too bad. <laughs> I really like the sequel. It's not quite as good because there's one bit that just goes on a little bit too long with the sequel, right, but okay. we'll, we'll get to that eventually, I'm sure. But Yes. But yeah, it's just, I like that, because again, we've all seen enough slasher films where it's like, all my classmates are being murdered, but I'm yeah. definitely going to walk down that dark alley. Yeah. Whereas in real life, you'd be like, all my classmates are getting murdered. I'm staying the fuck at home. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, leaving. <laughs> I love that when she's getting um, attacked in the dormitory, that drunk guy comes in. I love that she calls him a fucking asshole because yeah. he just walks out. Because <laughs> he just goes, Because you would. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But I also liked that he walked out yeah. because he's in a mad party. He's not going to instantaneously be like, oh my God. Like you see it in slasher films all the time where stuff like that happens and the person. Like, like, totally screams and then runs out, being like, "There's somebody being murdered" or something. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So it made sense that he would just come in, look at this going on, and in a room that's got like crazy lights going on and loads of music, and he's just like, "Yeah, freaky, woo!" You know, like, it made it made so much more sense. I was like, that totally makes sense. And then for her also to react with like, "You asshole!" <laughs> it was so good. It's those real reactions. Uh, what do you reckon? What do you think of the baby mask? I thought it was great. Um, I mean, it's always. I think it's always good for um, amplifying the mystery when it comes to slashers and stuff for sticking a mask on them. Also, slashers are always known for having masks as well. You know what I mean? Even yeah, if, it's like... got to be so difficult to come up with an iconic mask now. Yes. Um, I had read somewhere that it's basically just a rip off of an actual mascot. Um, but uh, come on, it's a big giant baby. It's scary as hell. <laughs> yeah, I do love that it's the team mascot. There's a great gag with it in the second one. Oh, is that? Um, but yeah, I do like that it is just the team mascot, which leads to the confusion with Nick wearing it, where she knocks him out in front of everybody at the surprise party. Yeah, 
<laughs> and then I love when Nick gets stabbed in the background when he's dancing like a dick while she's on her phone. Yeah. <laughs> then obviously he goes down, she turns around, like, take the mask off you, Bellin, not realizing that little trope as well. Um, I did wonder though, um, was the mask in the doctor's desk just to throw her off? Or because that's one thing that never actually got picked up again. Was it just that Laurie's like his assistant or like his nurse or what? Because the the mask was in his drawer, and she got all frightened. And then, yeah, yeah I'm just... wondering because it's the team's <clears throat> mascot's mask, and you see people selling them on stands throughout. Whether he just had one because when he goes to the games and it just happens to be in his desk drawer, possibly. I just he didn't. He didn't it's a bit like as... urban legend where everybody seems to wear the parka that the killer wears. Yeah, just to sort of throw you off, kind of thing. Well, it ends up being the same as Scream, doesn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean, um, because of stab. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That was that was see that was one thing that like I was like, oh, that doesn't really get answered. I thought maybe it was going to be like she was keeping the mask in his desk so she could then just put it on him or whatever. I, I think um, it's just a classic murder mystery red herring yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Like, you know, the guy you think might be the killer smokes the same cigarettes as the killer kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got the same shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, might I add, they did have the same shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I like the little stuff that it lays through with the mum. Although pushing a face into a cake is both dangerous and a waste of cake. <laughs> I've also... seen so many things where somebody's got a stick stuck in their eye because their friend thought it'd be funny to shove their face into a cake that was supported with a stick in it. <laughs> yeah. I've I've also I also watched that bit and thought like, you know, oh me and my mum were dead close and all she does is like smoosh a little bit of cake on her chin and her mum just full on is like bang like straight, <laughs> straight in the cake. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of those instances where it was like it was like something out of a scary movie where they'd be like frolicking around or something and then somebody gets absolutely walloped in the face with a, a plank or something and they're just they're just like <laughs> that was what that was like. She It's like the over the top flashbacks to his uh, Murphy's family in Robocop. Yes. Like that sickly Americana kind of stuff, but it works quite nicely in this. Um I love her line as well on day four when she's explaining it to Carl. She's like, can you please stop staring at me like I took a dump on your mum's head? Yeah. <laughs> and I love the bit in the diner where she burps and he kind of looks stuff and she's like, oh, that's nothing. It's just <laughs> Rips one off. He's like, got it all out? He's like, whatever, you're not going to remember anyway. <laughs> that's just like the day when she walks about like bollock naked yeah. and like does all her hair do, and everything as the well. finger guns. And... Yeah. <laughs> I really um, like as well that there's consequences. Like as the days go on, she's feeling the injuries more and more. I lo- I loved that. Like that was one of one of the things that I really liked about it was, it's um you know it really it, it puts stakes into a film that shouldn't really have any. You know you're repeating the day over and over again. So at the end of the day, you're thinking, well, if she just dies, she'll just repeat it again anyway. So if she makes a mistake, she can just die. But that's not the case. Um, you know it really shows you like they say like you should be dead you know what i mean um she's taken so much damage that it could get to the point that one of the days when she goes to wake up she's just she's dead you know what i mean yeah. um 
and that was what it was like. Every time she got up, she just got like weaker and weaker. When she got hit in the head, you know, she's cricking her neck and everything after she did the rope and all that kind of stuff, you know. And so she just got worse as it went on. She just had to get more clever about things. It was just, oh, it was nice. It was a way of advancing it and getting it like more intense as it went on because That's she it, knew it, it adds jeopardy to something that yes. the series shouldn't have jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Like so, it takes away the carelessness of it all. Sort yeah, of exactly. Thing. Like, um, like Edge of Tomorrow, for example. Like every time <clears throat> he makes a mistake, she just shoots him. You know what I mean? And then it starts again, and it's it's just that kind of it's that kind of thing. It takes that element away. She can't just suddenly. She she does the <clears throat> the jump off of the tower thing, um, in that one instance. But she knows that like she has to kind of make it count next time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that she realizes that she's got him. She could kill him there and then, thinking that he's the thing behind it. But then remembering that Carter's dead, which yes. Carter getting his neck broken is probably the most brutal bit of the film. It really is. It's and probably it was... the only one that isn't played sort of funny. Mm-hmm. Or the early, the one in the tunnel is probably not that funny either. But that's probably the scariest what... one that she gets. Yeah. But, but yeah, Carter just getting his neck broken like that, and it has like a proper. Boom, about yeah. it as well when it happens I was trying to think of like what film it was that oh yes the the raid has a really bad one like that as well so the raid has that intense fight with like the captain guy uh, have you seen the raid I've seen it years ago yeah right well it, it's it's got that um, intense fight with like the the head the, the head captain guy of the team and the total psycho guy um and it the last few blows um are like amplified by these like hammering hits and drums like you just hear boom, boom 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 like every time it happens and then when he breaks his neck it's like it it's amplified with a boom, boom and it that's exactly what it was like with him like he did that it made that horrible noise and i was like oh my god like this is like i'm watching the raid all of a sudden it's like this really gritty like hardcore. sometimes you get those neck breaks in films where you're like how did you not kill the actor <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly it's one of the do you know it's actually when you think about it it's one of the few death like actual deaths that you see in the film as well because you don't actually see her you don't actually see her die really um, when she gets stabbed like through the stomach, you don't see the knife going into her. You no, see you... it coming out the other side and her falling down, but she wakes up in a bed. She gets hit in the head with a baseball bat, but she wakes up in a bed. You know what I mean? Like you don't actually. I love see that her... one where she's accidentally killed Becky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it's 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 just stuff it's like her, that. Nick and Laurie, the nurse. They're the ones you see get killed. Oh, and you see Dr. Douchebag get killed in the one thing as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, obviously, Tombs gets shot. Yeah. Um, but it's not a lot, really, when you think about it. For a, a, a film that's all about repeating the same day getting killed over and over again, you don't actually see that many people actually die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, even when she jumps off of the thing and you see her like with a rope, you don't actually see it. You know what I mean? Like, you see her come to the bottom... And then it just cuts off again with a ding. Yeah. You know I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Again, I don't like like your souls and that sort of thing. We've talked about it before. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not fussed on that stuff, so I really like that they went that way with it. 
And I think possibly you don't see as much of his neck getting broken as you possibly think you do. But I think your brain fills it yeah. in. I think because yeah, it's so brutal, you probably think it's a lot worse than it actually is. You see him make the movements. Yeah. But I don't think you actually see him like fully do it. You know what I mean? Um, also, it's 15. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's got one F in it when she's in the car. Yeah. Um, I think. Is it just the one? Yeah, I think it is. Um, and the rest of it's just like, you know, bullshit or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which just instantaneously makes me think of Arnie for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> bullshit. Um, <laughs> like, um, the only thing that's, that's really that's questionable that. is um, oh, the woman she pours the chocolate milk over. I can't remember a character's name now. Um, oh, nor can I. Um, Danielle. The, the head of the sorority, yeah, yeah, Danielle. Danielle, when she does the deaf voice, for want of a better term. Yeah, but I, <laughs> but I couldn't help but laugh. It wasn't, it was, like, don't be wrong. It's if I mean, it's, it's totally in character with it. It's, yes, exactly. It's it's the way those, those kind of sorority girls and guys are always portrayed in these films as well. Like, there's zero sensitivity yeah. in any way, shape, or form. And they're so self centered, it's unbelievable. They wouldn't think of something like that. But I just honestly, it's I just, that's the voice she goes. Oh, she does it really well as well. She does it. <laughs> what is it she says again? I can't remember, but she she's so good I, with it. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. It's something like, oh, I can't remember. It's something about her like remembering something like, do you remember? And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I was actually in hysterics watching it. It was so funny. Um, she's really she's amazing. I mean, she's doing like the news report at the end, and she's turning around and being like, "Hey, can't you see that I'm doing a, like a? I'd say I just say doing an interview here or something like that." I like when she's talking about Laurie. Right? She was always creepy. She never wore makeup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like freaking out. It's, oh my god, is that chocolate milk? <laughs> I love, love that. It. That post getting blown up in the police car, which I love when she gets arrested and the cop doesn't really know what to do. Yes. Because he's not expected to confess and cooperate so easily. And then just her being trapped in that police car with no news yep. getting blown up by a birthday candle. License and registration. I, um... I don't have it. Pardon me. He's trying to kill me again. Again? Yes. I mean, no, I'm, he was trying before, but this time I got away, but I, I, I didn't have time to grab my clothes and my driver's license is in my pocket. Ma'am, are you under the influence of alcohol or any other controlled substance? No, that is what I'm trying to... Wait. If I am, does that mean that you're going to arrest me and lock me in a jail cell? That's how it usually works. I'm drunk. You are. Wasted. And I'm high. You know, pills, weed, you name it, man, I'm on it. Um, well, then I'm going to put you under arrest. That's a good idea. Let me help you. Uh, all right. Never been arrested before. Thank you! Oh, yeah. 
that that copper getting killed actually like you can't to be fair you don't really see that either you just see a very fast car um but that was shocking yeah i was not expecting that it's like right just wait here while i I was like whoa (laughs) Um, there's there's a couple of decent jump scares in it yeah without like you know losing control of your bodily functions kind of ones but again (laughs) like creepy doctor appearing after the blackout yep behind carter that's quite a nice jump scare as well um even even her disappearance quite good to be fair yeah when the rolling blackout comes that was good as well like figuring in that rolling blackout every time that was amazing the beauty of a time loop yeah Um, so yeah i love when she wakes up after getting blown up where um She's just like all upbeat and she borrows the cushion of that and then Ryan comes to the door. Yeah. He's <laughs> on the ass. He's like, you naughty, naughty boy. There's <laughs> not fine vagina out. <laughs> and then the really nice apology to Laurie. Yeah. I think that, um, talking to the guy who she went on the date to Subway with and telling him to you. Gay, and that's okay because love is love. Now go get yourself a fine piece of man ass. I love that. I absolutely love that because he looks so shocked, and then he totally turns around like, "Yeah." <laughs> breaking up the Doctor Douchebag and his fragile ego not taking it, and then <laughs> Becky being with her lunch, and then she just walks up with even more crap on her tray. All the fries and everything as well. We turn into fairies. Give me that chocolate milk. <laughs> <laughs> Dumping it all over her. See, this is the thing. Like that one was really cathartic, and I loved that version as well. Like, and put her putting the pillow down for the guy and stuff like that as well. Like, it was really nice. And I was, I was gutted that that was ultimately taken away. Yeah. But at the same point, like I say, one Laurie doesn't get caught, and two, uh, Tombs doesn't really see justice. He just gets shot by some random. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, then that makes. That then makes Tree ultimately a killer. You know what I mean? Like she yeah. is just ultimately a killer. Then, now, don't get me wrong, she kicks Laurie out of a window, but that's, I feel like that's, I, I don't know, it just feels different. Even though with Tombs, it was kind of the same as well. Um, but it was the, like the Tombs thing was just all wrong. It just all felt wrong as soon as you knew the stuff about Laurie. It, you know what I mean? It felt too obvious, the Tombs yes. thing. And then, yeah, the. Yeah, it's not it's not a satisfied ending. It's I was quite glad when it did reboot again. Yeah. But you lose but you lose that whole day where she, yeah, she had that. You kind of get that with Groundhog Day as well. It's like how many of the good things that he did did he because he couldn't have possibly have fitted them all into that final day. Yeah. Like, <clears> so <throat> so which bits did you lose that? But I think she takes the phone call from her dad post the Yes. So it's not like she stood it out up. She had a good reason. She had just killed her roommate. Yes. <laughs> Which I do love in that I do love in that final day. Um Carter says the thing. So before um Ryan even comes in, he delivers the nice one dickhead line about himself. Mm-hmm. Whereas he has always said it about Ryan. Yeah. And I love the way Tree figures out that it was the cupcake. Um and I love the um I love her line about when um, Danielle's banging on the door asking what they're doing in the dorm and they're in the fight. She says, yeah. tree just fell. <laughs> and, it's like, and somebody was around to hear it, so it didn't make a noise. Yeah, exactly. So but, good. There was, there was lots of little lines like that where, where stuff came up and you're like, ah, that's good. Um, 
One thing I did notice uh, that I wanted to mention, I didn't know if you noticed it as well. I didn't know if it was to do with the time loop or if that then has some knock-on effect for the second one or what, but there's a lot of characters that are just standing around in the back doing nothing. There's a security guard when she goes into the hospital that is literally standing so still he's like a statue. Like he's not a, he's near you know, he's not like a patrolling security guard or somebody standing at the door. He's actually like just he's like a cardboard cutout. There's a woman at the diner uh who is standing in the back when they're talking, just not moving, like not even like a real person. And there's a couple of folk at the college and stuff as well in the background of them. They're just standing like against a lamppost or something, doing nothing. And I thought, is that maybe? I honestly can't remember if it comes what comes into play in the second one or not because some stuff does. Yeah. Um, without saying too much about it, I honestly can't remember because I've only seen that once. I, I'm right. planning on rewatching it again now, having mm. rewatched this one. Um. But yeah, I honest answer is I can't remember. And I didn't overly know. I noticed some of them. I didn't notice all of them. Some of the things I was aware of, of what does come into play in the second one. Yeah, yeah. But again, but it, was... I, it feels like there's nothing in it that's an accident. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's that's what I was thinking. And like I, I saw them, I was like, that just, it looks too out of place. And I wasn't even looking for them. I just spotted them because I was yeah. like, they're insanely still. Like, I mean, like a total statue. And I was like, that can't be. I can't. That can't be for no for no reason. You know what I mean? Like it had, they had to be like maybe in on it or something. You know what I mean? Like just something. But they were just like solidly still, and I was like, wow, that person's really going for it. <laughs> Unless it was just actually, it was like I can't be fucked. Remember what I did? I'll just stand still. <laughs> Possibly. You know what I mean? It could just be that. It could literally just be that, and I just picked up on it. Um, but there was just there were some of them that were. So still, it was ridiculous. I'm sure there were some in um, a Dr. Dushbag's class that were actually sitting just with a pencil, but just not moving. You know what I mean? Like, they're actually just frozen, completely frozen. Yeah, I suppose that might have been a continuity choice, but... It was just weird. Like, I saw it and was like, what are they doing? Um, but, I, I don't know, it kind of added to it as well, because I was sitting yeah. kind of going like, what are they all about? You know what I mean, like, what's what's happening? You know, like, it's not just, it's maybe not just her. You know what I mean? It's maybe some people aren't able to repeat the loop, so they're just stuck until the loop's finished. You know what I mean? Yeah, because one of the things I always like to ask about time loop movies is, obviously, is everybody in a time loop, but the main protagonist is the only one who's aware of the time loop. So, you know, I'd know if I was reliving the same day, but you wouldn't necessarily know kind of thing and I do wonder if there is an element of that in it and it's possibly something that may have been being laid the groundwork laid for either the second or maybe the third film because I know they wanted to do it as a trilogy yeah they did yeah but that's unfortunately never going to happen um, well they keep dropping hints that it might but because I think there were other factors with the second one coming out the time it came out the marketing excuse me like it was pre-covid but yeah, it was, it was odd. Like, I just saw a thing from, uh, I can't remember. If it was like April or September last year, where it was like, unfortunately, due to the low performance of the second one, the third one will not be going ahead and is now a cancelled project. Which yeah. I was like, that's a shame. 
I would have. I would have liked it. Bloodline chucked all that money at the uh, Exorcist Believer sequel. Yeah, and did fuck all. So I think yeah. it. I think it did its money, but it was not well received. So they might want to go back to small things like this. Yeah, possibly. You never know. Well, um, we'll wait and see. You know, what I mean, like I've I've seen other projects that have, uh, you know, said they'll never ever get a sequel or whatever, and then like twenty years later, they managed to do something with it that really works. So. Yeah, I got a feeling they just didn't market the second one right. I didn't even know the second one was out until a lot later. I remember it coming because I remember thinking the Happy Death Day to You was quite a clever title. Yes, it is. Um, um, but I, I honestly didn't know it was out until much later. And it was, um, like I say, it was that, that friend of mine that put me on the first one was like, oh, have you seen the second one? I'm like, eh? Never <laughs> close. It was the second one. <laughs> yeah, because I know he wants to do a sequel to Freaky as well, or they want to do a sequel to Freaky. Whether that happens, that film doesn't feel like it needs a sequel or would right, work okay. with a sequel, which is what you're going to do. The way that film goes, I don't really see where you do a sequel okay. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I. I wouldn't be surprised if nothing happens and we've just got these two, which, to be honest, perfectly fine with. I don't need mm-hmm. everything tied up in a nice, neat little bow. I grew up on 90s TV. I'm used to shit getting cancelled without being. <laughs> um, but also, if they did do a third one, I'd be really happy to go and watch it. I think there's also been enough time for these two to build up enough of an audience that would go and see a third one. Yeah, that's that's the added thing as well. As long as they don't do something stupid like release it against a major fucking release well i think that helped with the, the first one didn't it because the first one wasn't up against anything like huge no i don't think um, it was. the first one i think was uh, i'd read it was up against like oh what's his name like dr dr marston and wonder women or something like oh, that yeah yeah it was a because it was wasn't quite halloween was it it was two yeah. weeks before halloween so it got so, so it was up against like that and some other thing. So I, I don't know some I, some film I'd never heard of. Something like called like Page or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just something random. So when it was just like random things all kind of coming out at the same time for that to drop, I think more people would go would be more inclined to go see something called Happy Death. Day, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, especially with it being you know, Marston and the Wonder Woman or whatever, you're going to see yeah. Death, Death Day over that. Um, whereas the second one, I didn't know when it came out and I've not, like I say, I've not looked into it or anything either, but I, I have a funny feeling that the reason that that didn't have such fanfare was because it either didn't get like a huge cinema release or when it did, it came out against something else, like another horror or something, like Halloween yeah. or something like that. Um but I don't know. I can't honestly. I can't remember. This is me yeah, just. I, you know, I can't remember. It was twenty nineteen. I can't remember the finer details of it. But yeah, it did sadly underperform. Sort of. Before we start to wrap it up, obviously there is a murder mystery element to this. Did you suspect Laurie at any point, or how close to the reveal? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't suspect her at any point. Um, and then when it did come, I was like, oh yeah. Because she was never like particularly nice to her. Um, she made her the cake, big whoop. But the way she actually spoke to her and stuff, she clearly didn't like her very much. Um, so I probably should have really added her in as one of the suspects, but not never suspected a thing until she said, 
I never ate the cake last time. And I was like, oh, you sneaky cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, because until she's revealed as the killer, yeah, there's nothing particularly remarkable about her. No, but she's still in the picture and she's still in the film, yeah. which is the main point. It's not just some random, it's not like, oh, it was so-and-so's brother we've never seen or something like that. It was it was somebody who was there who she always saw on each of these days when she went back to the dorm. That's and it. who is and who is mentioned by the sorority as well. Um so that it still had an impact. And somebody who was close to her as well, because she even yeah. saw her at the at the hospital and made a big thing about it. You know what I mean? So um it, it, it that then had that bigger impact in that sense. As in, as in like a traditional eighties, nineties slasher, she'd be the bookish quiet girl mm-hmm. that doesn't deserve to get murdered but you know Jason Voorhees takes her face off with a yeah. sanding machine or something Tomb- usually Tombs- the one that gets the most horrible death that doesn't deserve yeah. it Tombs would come in and like suffocate her with the cupcake yeah. and then rip her jaw open or something <laughs> I do love that line when she's killed her she's <laughs> like Laurie ate my cupcake yes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Um, and I, I like how little like police interrogation she's getting, given that she just kicked her roommate out of a window. Yeah, exactly. Um, just just absolutely nothing. <laughs> also, having just shot tombs, having like you know, run up, stolen the guy's the police officer's gun, said he's going to escape. There's no proof to back that up. No, <laughs> you'd at least hold her for questioning in thinking that you let him out to do a revenge kill on him. He's a police officer as well. He doesn't even like negotiate. He just goes, "Okay, bye." And he runs <laughs> off. <laughs> Again, it's to drive the film forward rather than anything else. But I do like that. There's that self-referential Groundhog Day conversation. She doesn't know who Bill Murray is. Yeah, I said like, maybe that was Laura's real motive. <laughs> one night they were led, and then she was like, "You ever watch Groundhog Day?" She's like, "No." You know, you ever send a Bill Murray film? It's like, no, it's like you gotta die. <laughs> and I love that the end credits are designed like birthday cards. Yes, <clears throat> such a lovely little section. Again, at the beginning as well, I like that the Universal logo gets sucked into a sucked tiny it, yeah. vortex and then oh. starts again, then gets sucked back in. Absolutely love that, and I honestly thought they were going to do it a lot more. To be fair, um, so when they did, when they just did it that perfect amount, I was like, lovely. That's yeah. really good. Um, I, like I also like a prank's tree at the end as well. Uh, the, oh yeah, with the, the same day again, with the ringtone and everything, and they'd like actually repeating what he said as well. I was like, that is brilliant. That was so good. Hey, that's the kind of dick old thing I do. <laughs> yeah, here she just like straight up as well. Like she's died all those times. Been like ultimately hunted by a killer and everything, and she just goes like, <laughs> I'm like, oh god! But then that's played up as well because a lot of those films end with like the guy and the girl being like, oh you or whatever, you know. Um, I think because he's played as such a decent guy. Yes, the fact yeah. he didn't take advantage of her, that he just you mm-hmm. know put her to bed and made sure she didn't choke on her own vomit. Yeah. Um, he's basically maybe, Derek from Scream 2, but without the weird creepiness at times. Yes. <laughs> without the seeming like a 30-year-old man for some yeah. reason. <laughs> without dressing like Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, we don't need, we know there is a sequel. We know we've sort of talked about 
a third one. Obviously, you've not seen the sequel anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I did want to talk about, just because it ties into our Halloween specials at the moment, is obviously the director was in line to direct Scream 7. Oh. And I was genuinely excited about him doing mm-hmm. Scream 7, especially off the back of this. He seemed yeah, like yeah. the right guy for the job. Um, he isn't anymore because of all that Scream 7 shit that kicked off. Mm. And then he walked away as well. I don't know the final details of walking away because I don't give a fuck about all that. No, no, no. no. Bitchy behind the scenes. Stuff. But I do think it is a genuine shame that he's not going to be doing Scream 7. Yeah. Because I couldn't give a fuck about Scream 7 after the last two, I must admit. No, well, I mean... Uh, and I kind of think know... Scream 6 ended nicely anyway. Yep. You know, I only saw that one. Uh, oh, sorry, I only saw five. Sorry, yeah. Um, so I never saw, I never saw six. Um, so you know, I'm not fussed. I saw five and then, well, we'll get into that later. I, I won't give it away. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I saw mean, we five got three and... years till we get to that one. So got... <laughs> your opinion may change completely by then. But... <laughs> I doubt it. Um, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll leave that for then. Um, but you know, it's it, it is what it is. You know, I'd, uh... I I would have liked to have seen what he'd done with Scream. I'm more interested in what he would have done with it than what the Ready or Not guy that did with yeah, um, Scream Five and Six. Mm-hmm. It's um, um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a missed it's a missed opportunity in that sense. Then, but then that whole thing just seems like a bit of a shit show. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it seems like if they go ahead with that, it's just going to be a mess. So, yeah, it's yeah. I feel a bit of Alien Three coming on with that. <laughs> they, yeah. they they died whilst on the way to the store. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but their plane went down. <laughs> but awesome. All right, one question I like to ask, and it's a basic bitch question. From any kind of press junket, but I'm asking everybody who's doing these time loop episodes: is if you were stuck in a time loop, what would you do? Oh fuck! Um, after the suicide, yeah. Um, after after the throwing myself in front of a bus to see what it's like. Uh, see, I don't know if I'd do that because it'd be the thing in the back of my head of like I'd have to get to that point where I just cannot take it anymore. Yeah. I don't think I casually like fling myself off a mountain just because I know I'll wake up the next day. I don't know. Maybe try heroin. I don't, know. <laughs> <laughs> don't be ridiculous, you Scottish. <laughs> I've already tried it. Um... <laughs> You're having your cereal for fuck's sake. <laughs> um... We've all seen train spot. <laughs> it's shite being Scottish. Um... I don't know, probably you know, if I was stuck in like a Bill Murray type time loop I'd probably learn a language or an instrument Um, but if I knew it had like no consequences, I'd go do loads of stuff I'd tell people to fuck off and everything (laughs) Um, I don't know Um, there you go there's your one F word Uh, (laughs) it's a 15 (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, uh, like I say, it's that basic bitch thing that you know Tom oh, Cruise got asked, you know Bill Murray got asked, you know Andy McDowell's been asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it probably it, it'd probably be something like learn a skill 
of some sort. Like I'd spend the day if it was if it wasn't a murderous time loop, then it would be like learning something. Um if it's a murderous one, I'm just finding out who the bloody murderer is. Yeah. Um I'm doing exactly what she did. Um but if it's like a Bill Murray type thing, um, you know, I'm I'm learning a skill of some sort. Um because he learns loads of stuff. Yeah. Uh but I just wouldn't learn anything as shit as he did. Um, <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. It'd probably be it'd probably be learning a language or, or some sort of like skill or something, or just perfecting perfecting my ice skating. Um probably. Just I'd just go to the rink every day and then be like, right, okay, I'm ready to get out of this time loop now. <laughs> That's it. Having the thing where you could focus on one thing and just become yeah. great at it. Great. Idea. Um, there's a there's a part of me that wants to say like, you know, I dig in on some of those relationships and maybe like hone in a lot better on some of the relationships and find out about like a lot more about my friends and family and stuff that I maybe didn't know as much and get a bit more sensitive to it and have the actual like turnaround the the proper time loop turnaround that you're you're meant to have. Um. But in all actuality, I'm just gonna try to learn to play the guitar. I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, in like, some ways, a time loop would be a perfect situation to do a high fidelity thing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but everybody you know every... that they won't know about it, but you'll have the information you need to get closure. <laughs> exactly. And you won't have to worry about you know treading stuff up for them because it will be gone. But. Um... Everybody, there'd be a lot. There'd be a lot of sentimental answers. You'd ask like a celebrity this, and they'd say something like, "You know, I'd spend more time with my friends and family and really get honed in on it." When really, like a lot of us would just eat a lot of stuff and then just never gain any weight. I mean, because we'd get up the next day like, "Yes, um, try a bunch of things like I don't know, steal a bus." <laughs> you know, for a fact, if any of us were stuck in a time loop, we'd be like, let's go do some random shit. <laughs> we're going to crash a car. Woo! Because yeah. <laughs> people are dumb. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'd, we'd just do stuff like that. It'd be people like, I wonder what it's like to throw myself down some stairs. Woo! You know, like that kind of stuff. Any um, sniff of power. Exactly, and like I've got the power to relive a day, even if I'm going to be aching for half a one of it, I'll be fine the next day. So what's the matter? You know, and um, I'd wander to Parliament and I punched the Prime Minister in the dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> kind I'm, of thing. I'm jumping on a train and stealing the thing, <laughs> and riding it straight into London. Um, <laughs> yeah, just you know, people come up with stuff like that all the time. Uh, genuinely, I, th- I think I would love to do stuff like that, like um, like learn a skill. So there you go, learn a skill. I'd hone hone a skill and, and make it like a total perfection thing. There you go. Nice. <laughs> I won't tell him that I edited out that you'd just watch you porn and tweet <laughs> every single video on it. <laughs> Red raw. <laughs> <laughs> Masturbated to the point where it's just dust. <laughs> five times a day. Five times. <laughs> I get that feeling five times a day. Um... <laughs> also, is there anything else you wanted to say on the film that we didn't cover? I think we got it all, didn't we? But... Um. Yeah, I think it pretty much. I think we pretty much covered everything. Um. I, do, I love that it's. I love that it's so f- funny and dark and 
sentimental all at the same time. Yeah. It genuinely makes me feel a lot of emotions as I go through it, and that's just a mark of a great, great movie right there. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm assuming anybody that's got this far, given that we ruined the film as a... <laughs> seen it anyway but it's definitely a film i think should be seen by more people oh yeah spoilers everyone (laughs) if people don't realize like 90 odd episodes in that we do spoilers (laughs) 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 there's people that are like listen to your podcast on such and such and you spoil it it's like (laughs) spoiler warning at the top you always say it (laughs) (laughs) but still Awesome. Is there anything you want to plug before we go? Obviously, that that comic smell pops up. Uh, when pops up. <laughs> I love the yeah. dog just appeared. <laughs> <laughs> just a pair of eyebrows have just appeared in the eye. Like, um, yeah, that that comic smell just comes up when it comes up when I feel like doing it. Um, you know, everybody go back and listen to the back catalogue. To be fair, because we I've we've made some really good episodes. Um, we've got some great interviews and stuff in there from a while back as well. Um, we've got stuff. She's just completely blocking the view now. Thanks very much. You're going to get the ass. I got the ass. <laughs> I got the um, bumhole cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've got some like we got some great um, back catalogue episodes yeah. and stuff. Um, some good. Like, if I do say so myself, you know what I mean. Like, um, I think I think we've got some pretty decent interviews and stuff, and they're all kind of in amongst kind of COVID times and stuff or just out of them or whatever. So they don't, I don't think they feel too much out of touch or whatever as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, literally that comic smell.com. Um, we took down the comic Um, we've got issue one and two of the comics. So if anybody, if anybody by some random stance wants to buy one of them, they just give us a message on Instagram or email or whatever, but it's all there. You can see it on the, you can see all the ways to get in touch and listen to the pod on that comic smell.com. Um, aside from that, mate, nothing really. Um, just everybody be amazing to each other because I kid you not, there are some absolute dicks out there. So just be nice to each other, please, for the love of God. I'll plug that. <laughs> fucking cracks me up on the telly when they're like, we got together with some people who've been disfigured to like, you know, talk about the shit they have to deal with. It's like, and how they can make it different, make a difference. It's like, well, surely people should just stop being fucking arsehole. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I said I to my s- wife, like, you expect it, and it can kind of excuse it from small children. Yeah. Anything above that, just fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even small kids, I'll just kick them. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, just, you know, you see so much crap day in, day out, Um. I think just a good thing to plug is just to be a bit nicer to each other and just, yeah, that's yeah. that's that's it ultimately. I think if if a time loop teaches us anything, it's to ob- uh, observe the small details, take everything in, and just ultimately be nicer. Well, as the great time travelers Bill and Ted taught us, be excellent to yeah, each ex- other. Yes, exactly. So exactly. It's just yeah, but awesome. Well, like I'll put the links to that comic smell in the show notes, like I always do anyway, but. And it Thanks, is man. it is always a genuine like treat. I love that there's no sort of schedule to it. I do like when it's just like, ooh. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I like I I, I love it because it's funny. It's, like, I'm it's... gonna empty my bladder and then I'm gonna listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> or you need to do that, especially when I'm like targeting you now, being like, ooh, <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Who wants a Lucas age? <laughs> um... Slowest poor. 
I I love it though, mate, because I I like the times that I do put one out, um, all of a sudden, like I'll stick it up, and it'll be either within the same day that I've put it up, or a couple of days later, I'll get a message through from yourself being like, "Listen to the new episode, like it sounds great" or whatever, and I'm like, "Oh man, like that just total, that brightens my day right up. It's so good." Um, I'm like, "There, that's my one listener right there. That's great." <laughs> It's usually honestly, it's usually yourself and, and Tony. You're always you're always both um so nice about it. So I, I I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, like I said before, it's just I regardless of the comic side of it, I just like listening to you guys chatting about stuff. Well, that's that's why I enjoy you rummaging it. through bags and seeing who's brought what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The sound of the tape on the back of a comic bag getting ripped off. <laughs> it's that it's the zip or the 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 Safeways bag. <laughs> You know, opening up. And you know, to be somebody will always look at a bag and go, Oh, you brought Iron Brew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a 10 pack right there. Is that what I see? Is that what I see in that bag? Is it? <laughs> Again, it couldn't be more Scottish. And that's like, you know, Dave yeah. was like, oh, I've got a wee bit of heroin here as well. Awesome. Cheers for doing this, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, man. It's always a pleasure, mate. Take care. You too. I just knew there was something wrong with Ori. She never wore makeup, never posted any cute selfies, and she literally owned a pair of Crocs. All the signs of a psycho killer were there. Hello? I'm trying to get interviewed here. <coughs> oh my god, she is such a tool. Anywho, Lori's little plot was super lame. Poisoning a cupcake? Really? We're Kappas. We don't eat cupcakes. Is this local or national? Hey, Dad. Dad. Dad, no. Dad, I'm fine. I promise. Yeah. I'm just a little scratched up. Okay. I'll see you soon. I love you too. Bye. So, uh, now that your bedroom is officially a crime scene and all, where are you planning on crashing tonight? Is that an invitation? You sure you want to wake up in a dorm room again? If it's yours. Oh, I mean, of course you'll have to sleep in Ryan's bed. Of course. Yeah. We can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, almost forgot. Left this little guy. Thanks. You know, your little scenario reminds me. Where? Uh, What's that? Groundhog Day. The movie Groundhog Day? Mm. With Bill Murray? Who's Bill Murray? Are you kidding me? Ghostbusters. Sorry. I... How? I don't know. How do you sleep at night? You've never seen Groundhog Day? No. Well, that was Happy Death Day. And why not? I'd like to thank Tom for joining me on the episode to talk about the film. Be sure to check out That Comic Smell wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find all the links you need in the show notes, or head over to our website at hauntednerds.com for the links and some extra bonus content like trailers, featurettes and more. At the time of recording, Happy Death Day is available in the UK on DVD and Blu-ray from Universal. There were no thoughts on the film from social media, but if you'd like to let us know your thoughts on the film, you can get involved in the conversation wherever you see this episode on our social media channels. You can give us a follow on Threads, Blue Sky and Instagram, or why not join the And Why Not group over on Facebook. Or if you prefer, you can drop us an email at hauntednerds at gmail.com. 
Over on our socials, not only are we kept up to date with what episodes are coming up and have a chance to contribute to them, but we also post our picks of three great movies to check out each week on Freeview TV in the UK. If you fancy joining us, just search And Why Not Pod on social media or check out the links in the show notes. If you missed any And Why Not episodes so far, you can find them on our podcast channel over on Acast, Apple Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Good Pods, or on our website at hauntednerds.com. In the meantime, though, we'll be back on Tuesday the 27th of February when Time Loop Month comes to an end as Ross Beamish returns to the pod to discuss the 1995 Terry Gilliam Bruce Willis time travel gem, 12 Monkeys. We'll put the usual shout-outs on the socials, but if you fancy getting a jump on letting us know your thoughts on or memories of seeing 12 Monkeys, you can drop us an email or a voice clip to hauntednerds at gmail.com using the subject header 12 Monkeys, and I'll read them out or play them, depending which we send, on that episode. But until then, this has been a Nerds Who Haunted Themselves production, and I've been Stuart Moraine. Thanks for listening, and remember, you can't change what you've done, but you can start trying to be a better person today. Bye for now. Bon vagina!